Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Biz Dads. The Biz Dads are back after a little fall break action and a short siesta from the Biz Dad Nation. We've missed you all, but we are glad to be back. We got a lot to talk about in the world of sports. We got some great things that are happening coming off of fall break. Our kids are going back to school face to face. Praise Jesus. We'll talk a lot of sports. We'll have a cul-de-sac chat talking about Halloween. An interesting uh, parenting 101 that uh, happened to yours truly with a good friend on the flag football field this week. And then our final four, the best loyalty programs. Let's get into it. This week's Biz Dads. Andres, are you relaxed from your week at the beach? So relaxed. And then started back <laughs> to school with a 5 a.m. wake-up call this morning. What the hell are you doing at 5 o'clock in the morning? You up early? Preparing for the show. Um, how else How else do we do it as biz dads when you work, coach? Yeah, we started five minutes ago. Don't fool, yeah. the, don't fool the listeners. You know how it works. No, we had a good fall break. Overall, really good weather. We did a lot of fishing and... Uh, Apparently, which I need to get your take on this, Brad, apparently I failed um, on fall break. I did not take enough candid photographs of my wife and the kids, and I paid the price for that when I got home. Because all the photographs were of uh, me and the kids and my family and the kids, and um, I said, no, no, I definitely took pictures of you, Heidi. And we went through 172 photos I took in a week, and there were two photographs that I wasn't in or that weren't of just my kids. And it was of my wife um, serving tacos on Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. So mm. it was a it was a mess. I know your wife pretty well. I've <laughs> been with her during these vacations. And I can envision her level of, uh, let's call it, temperature rising frustration as you sat there fishing uh, endlessly on the beaches of the Gulf Coast. And she was chasing kids. Yeah. Then to get back and to realize that her efforts weren't captured and memorialized forever. I know. She's, she did say you know, she was her only young ones. Oh, that's a dagger. <laughs> Heidi, take it easy on my man. That's tough. I think I think that means we're gonna have to go back if we can uh, if we can find the time and the, have the money sometime in spring. And I'm gonna she's gonna be the one out in the water fishing and enjoying, and I'm gonna be the one um, watching all the kids. But uh. No, it was it was a good it was a good fall break. It was relaxing. I was able to work just a little bit the early part of the week and then kind of unwind and uh, unplug for the second half of the week. And it was a good time. Then you go to the lake for part of the week. How was your fall we break? Did. I will tell one piece of advice for you here. Um, delegate, man. Teach the kids to use the camera. You know, you had family down there. Delegate. You're an executive. We had a great short trip to the to the lake. We went over to Lake Oconee. Good friends of ours have a beautiful boat. They have uh, rented a cottage over there in Reynolds, and it was just fantastic. I got away for some golf, uh, just me and the other dad. So that was really nice. Thanks to Margaret Ann for allowing that to happen. I got to get that shout out in there because, you know, I was on pins and needles. I didn't know if I was going to get to go. But we got out there and played, and then they took the afternoon and went and got their nails and spa treatment and all that jazz. Let me tell you something. It's a lot easier to parent when your wife's out, if you have a boat and a tube, because <laughs> the kids were, even though the water was like 78 degrees, which is pretty cold water temperature, uh, and the weather was actually colder than the, or the, you know, the air was colder than the water it was probably in the low 70s. They didn't want to get out. 
and I have some epic video of total crashes. It was epic, as the kids say, as Anne and her circle would say. It was epic to watch these kids totally crash. And, and here's something else that happened uh, while we were at the lake, Andres. We started a YouTube channel. Ben has decided that uh, when he learned how these YouTubers that uh, are driving, you know, Lambos, as he calls them, and G-Wagons and Teslas, and he sees all these guys getting all these big cars, he asked how, and we talked about how the economics of a YouTube channel work. So I was pestered into submission. So you can check out the Combine Kids YouTube channel, their first video for some of those epic crashes. It's pretty, pretty, pretty uh, impressive. He, he's got a, you know, the kid's got a knack for the camera. He was a little nervous there for a bit. It took, we did one shot and I edited it up, but he's done a few other things that were just terrible. So we're going to work on his, you know, his camera presence and try to get him to uh, that $20 million mark, you know. I thought you were going to just tell me that he, he watched the presidential debate last week and learned how to just talk over whoever was trying. No, I'm just kidding. I digress. Um, Would you shut up, man? (laughs) Wasn't that classic? I don't care if you're a Republican or Democrat. That was just, I mean, Saturday Night Live did a good job. And I I know we were going to talk about that because that came back for the first time since COVID. But man, I I mean, regardless of who you're for, like, that was just hard to watch. It was like, I couldn't get, I could not understand what points were being made. And I just ended up getting up that night and making dinner. And as my buddy from uh, hanging out in the kitchen, my buddy from uh, UK, who's from South Carolina originally, but moved over to London. He um, he said the whole world is going. Those are the two guys <laughs> like, out of 300 million people. That's the two that you went down to. I don't get it. I mean, that was embarrassing to watch. Um, we watched it at the lake with the other family who is similar, very similar to us. I think, um, you know, not totally into politics, like over the top with this, but I mean, when you you watch it for two things, you watch it for the content and then you watch it for the, the comedic value. It's much more entertaining on the comedic side, because if you really are trying to pay attention and pick a, pick a winner, uh, or, or select a candidate out of that, you weren't really given a whole lot of choices. Well, we got home and we had a week's worth of mail uh, that we got on, on uh, I guess, on Saturday afternoon. And our absentee ballots showed up, which I was I was glad to see. So we um, so we will be working on those over, uh, I guess, over the next week and making sure to get those back in on time. And it was funny because we were driving back and Heidi got a, a robocall from somebody who basically asking, are you registered? Did you get a ballot? Do you know how to vote? They're definitely hitting up the phones, man. I get a text message about every 30 minutes from somebody asking me, you know, if I'm registered, who I'm voting for, do I know what the issues are? It's a, it's crazy. That's when you reply with the capital S, capital T, capital O, capital P. So you stop getting those. I have. I, I've I've probably replied stop to thirty. I I mean I'm on so many. I guess I'm on so many lists. I'm not sure. There's so many different organizations out there. But uh, well, we um we've had a little issue. I, I think I may have mentioned this before, but it's gotten progressively worse. Where the kids are now starting to be influenced by ads that they're receiving 
over the top ads, whether, whether it's YouTube or, or whatever they're watching um, streaming. And they are starting to come in and going like there was one where Andrew asked, Dad, how come John Ossoff hates Georgia families? Because <laughs> the ad was a Republican focused uh, ad that was against John Ossoff. And Andrew, in his mind, he's hearing this ad like, well, this guy's against Georgia families. Like, why would I like him? I mean, it started, it's it's ridiculous. Like one, wow. we have child protection on on YouTube and whatnot. So why are they seeing some of these ads? I don't get it. Uh, the algorithm's off. But you have to answer the question. Like, look, you have to talk to them about the fact that he doesn't hate Georgia families, or or it's just political advertising. Don't worry about what the message says. Blah blah blah. Um, it's crazy, man. Just absolutely nuts. Not at all uh, the kind of questions I thought I would be getting as a dad. Um, trying well, to decipher political ads what, uh, streaming services. What else did you guys do on, on your fall break? Uh, I know, I know school started back up, which we'll talk about in a minute, but, uh, did you guys play baseball? Yeah, we had baseball this weekend. The boys stepped up and played in a 10 U tournament, you know, reminder that they're a nine U team and they played in a 10 U tournament and they won the wow. whole thing. Um, so huge confidence boost. Awesome. For the kids taking on the big kids. Now, I mean, I'll tell you what, you looked at some of those. Ben's one of the bigger kids on the team and he gets that from his mother, but he, um, he's, <laughs> he was standing play catching and you looked at some of these kids and some of these kids were a foot taller than he was. I'm like, holy moly. Uh, they he might be big. having a spurt is what you're saying in a year. Yeah. I mean, it's nuts, man. They're some big kids, but, uh, our boys played great, took advantage. Most importantly, they took advantage of, the opportunities when presented to them um, ran the bases well when when you know the pitcher was erratic they they took the walks and took advantage of it so it was not by any stretch of the imagination a World Series worthy performance but they played played well and 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 did what they needed to do when it counted so proud of them there they got the big old medal that we you know we had to hang in Ben's room so he's all jacked up about that and of course going back to school today. He gets to brag with all of his buddies um, through masks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with for their sure. day back to school. So, how did your day back to school go? Uh, it was uh, it was good. I mean, I I probably I don't know. Like I said, I was up early and I probably got the kids out just in the nick of time. We left the house and we live five minutes away from our school, King Springs, and uh, and I we got there at seven o five. You couldn't. Uh, kids were starting to get picked and well I guess dropped off at 10 after seven we um I was in and out within 10 minutes but there were families that got there you know 10 after seven and their kids were late to school so they were you know in the drop off for 40 minutes so they'll figure that out the kids had a great day at school Renzo was excited because he got to see a bunch of friends from sports and from school uh in uh in the lunchroom and they got to go and have breakfast on the house. Um, I think uncle Sam's paying for breakfast for a a few million kids right now, um, with all this COVID. So they got free breakfast this morning, which he was excited about. And, um, yeah. And then my daughter, Frankie, she's, she's over the moon to be back in school. She, she is, uh, she is no problem getting there at 10 after seven in the morning and would stay till five if she could. So no, all in all is good. Um, we'll have to see how, you know, the, the first, you know, week goes because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people trying to figure out what rooms to go to and all that because we opened a new school this you know this week as well. So 
all in all, though, it's good. I think uh, I think my wife finally got a chance to exhale. She baked us a great dinner tonight and uh, actually made some nice chocolate chip cookies. So I think that means that she had a little bit of time on her hands, I hope. There you go. We need to start recording in person then if she's making cookies. I know. How about you? Um, how, how's the, how were the boys' first day? You know, it was a pretty good day. We didn't get a whole lot of information out of them. It's kind of funny. It's like, how was school today? Good. You know, uh, what, what happened? What did you do? Did you see your friends? Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah. What'd you have for cool. lunch? Did you have lunch? Yeah. What'd yeah. you have? Mozzarella sticks. Is that all you had? Yeah. So, uh, you know, two boys, you don't get uh, a whole lot of information. You got to go straight, you know, Matlock on them to get, uh, to get all the questions answered. Yeah. But I'm proud of the way that they have handled this, this whole craziness. It doesn't seem to have really affected them. Knock on wood. Um, doesn't seem to have affected them from a, you know, a personality standpoint with the masks and the, overly cautious stuff now again we have to do our jobs to make sure it doesn't turn into anxiety or ocd or whatever but um it is it was good to see them come back with smiles on their face and come running off the bus and you know being able to handle it all pretty pretty much in stride well before we get into ann's story about bud light seltzer i am also proud today my cousin i think i've mentioned to you over the years uh, my cousin, who, who grew up in the Dallas, Texas area and ended up kicking for the South Carolina Gamecocks, he had been trying to get on with an NFL team for the last few years and been invited to a number of camps and had uh, actually gotten really close to a couple of uh, jobs with the Bears a couple years ago and then with Tampa Bay this year. Well, he actually got a, an opportunity with the hometown Falcons. The uh, the starting place kicker for the Falcons is on the injured list with, a, uh, I think, a groin injury. So Elliot uh, Fry, F-R-Y is his last name. He got, uh, he got invited to the practice squad and, and then got called up to the roster for tonight's uh, game against the Green Bay Packers. So he's Excellent. making his NFL debut. Uh, later on this evening uh, at Lambeau. So I'm excited and proud of him for sticking with it because he didn't get that chance right out of college. He, you know, actually went into the private sector and was in insurance and financial services for a bit and uh, and then decided to give it another shot. And it it's uh, starting to pay off. So we'll see how things go, but I'm happy for him. That's awesome, man. Congrats. I mean, really, that's exciting. What a big stage to be on Monday Night Football. There's no bigger regular season stage, and the Falcons sure as hell can use uh, can use the help. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the Falcons tonight because you've got a coach that would just went 0 and 4, was fired over at Houston Texans. Terrible trade didn't help his cause, but uh, you got the Falcons on the verge, man. Not looking yep. too promising. So we'll see what happens with uh, with Dan Quinn and Matt Ryan and Julio and the gang. Your cousin can uh, can squeak out a win. So twist, you um, had a total opposite weekend from Andres and I, um, where you didn't have to worry about school and you didn't have to worry about baseball and you didn't have to worry about fall break or any of that stuff. What's been going on in the world of twist? Like I feel like we haven't had John in a while. I know I've been in the dust. He left me behind. Just kidding. So I told y'all before. I think I told you that I was the Bud Light girl when I was in Clemson, and that pretty much meant I just 
went to bars and handed out free beer to my friends. And I was like the coolest girl in school because I was like just handing out free beer all the time. So it was awesome. And I loved every second of it. And then a few weeks ago, I saw an ad for the same program. And I was like, there's no way they're doing the same thing. Turns out they're doing the exact same thing. But now for Bud Light Seltzer. So I'm doing that. And on Saturday, I went to a little tailgate darty thing or like tailgate for the Clemson game and I felt again to everyone what a darty is sorry a darty is a day party aka party because it can't just be a darties it has to be a darty we have to make up a word it doesn't make any sense because we just happen to have a party at a certain part of the day I'm just keep going I'm so cool (laughs) so I got to show up to a cooler full of free beer to the party and i again felt like the coolest girl at the party so i'm loving life right now was this party uh socially distanced and was everyone wearing masks um Mm, i know the answer then (laughs) so therefore we continue to be the idiots uh, that the world laughs at um because nobody wants to wear masks anywhere we were in woodstock on uh friday night my in-laws because we went and picked the boys up and there were two percent of the population were wearing masks mm. and it was like it was like you know a, just a frat party i mean there was people everywhere in restaurants in bars and i'm like what is I'm yeah i'm gonna wear a mask on every single second and i don't think that this thing is as bad as everyone thinks it does and maybe i'm stupid there but still there's got to be some common sense applied and it did not feel like there was any applied in Woodstock on a Friday night, or at Ann's party. Wow. Unfortunately not. But at least everyone got a free Bud Light seltzer. <laughs> right? And Bud Light, we'd like to welcome you to be the first sponsor of the Biz Dads, because, hell, we'll all drink seltzer without masks on. And if you have an N.A. seltzer, I'm sure Andres is on board. That's right. I'm <laughs> in. N.A. all the way. Well, you know, we got a busy week. Major League Baseball Divisional Series begins tonight. The Braves take the field tomorrow. We had uh, the Preakness over the weekend. We had all kinds of COVID crap in the NFL. Um, the NBA Finals are coming down to it. LeBron just decided to say screw the seconds and walk off the court last night as they took the L um, to the what Heat. I, man, you know what? I get t- I'm tired of people and their bad sportsmanship. That's I, just, man, I was a LeBron guy. I mean, I, look, I'm, I'll support him, but come on. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get that at all. It just doesn't, that doesn't add up. I'm, uh, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what's going on, but it just seems like there's a lot of sports hitting at the same time. I can't even, I can't even follow all of it. I honestly did not even know there was a game three. Well, like we watched the first and second game of the NBA, you know, finals off and on this last week, and then I turn around. Did I guess they played what last night? Yeah. I mean Sunday night, so I missed that totally. Jimmy Butler went yeah. off, and they had a you know they had a big big win of the Heat. Yeah, you know it's funny we were talking about it actually with one of our clients today, and um, there's there's some some real interesting stats that talk specifically about the saturation of live sports and what it's doing to the viewer because no one knows what's on. So um, in looking at some of this, Hannah and I were were doing some research and we got some info today. The NBA Finals Game One was down 45 percent which was an all-time low. The Stanley Cup Finals was down 61%, which was a 13-year low. The U.S. Open final round a couple weeks ago 
down 56% all-time low. The Kentucky Derby, what, four week, three weeks ago, down 43% all-time low. The Indianapolis 500, down 32% all-time low. No one knows what's on, what time it's on, where it's on, and, and everybody's just watching. I mean, college football um, is, is on top of, you know, NBA finals, is on top of the Preakness, you know, and all this stuff going on. And it's really pretty interesting if you, especially if you're in our business and you see how brands are reacting to all of it, because brands who have been traditional sponsors of all of these properties have spread the wealth. When the NBA finals are in July, that brand is taking advantage of that. And then they're sponsoring the NFL and there's not crossover. Now they're, they're getting the same messaging at the exact same time. That seem that could be seen as a waste of money or resources, but um, really interesting stuff, man. I mean, I'll tell you one th- one benefit of this. I'll tell you is college football. I could live with a conference only or a or a ranked only co- college football schedule for the rest of my life. I'm digging, you know, big matchups. Georgia had Auburn shut them down this weekend. They go in Tennessee comes into town next week. Tennessee's playing, you know, on fire. Georgia beat Arkansas the first game of the season. They go in and beat Mississippi State after Mississippi State has upset LSU. It's like a it's like a merry-go-round, man. Where do you get on? Where do you get off? Even even football in Kansas is being played. Oh man, and Kansas, what uh Donnie Brook, we are 0 and 3 and I think we lost to Oklahoma State this weekend by close to 40. I think Les Miles is a a long long rebuilding effort in uh in in Lawrence, we'll have to see if he's if he's long for the position because uh, the last three or four guys since Mangino haven't haven't stuck around too long. But no, back to your point on TV and he's sports, the hat now, man. The hat is gonna he he's might gonna turn around. He's we'll turn see. Around. But no, but you're right. Like that, you know, usually there's all this spacing between all these big major events, and so a casual sports fan, you know, may check check out the u.s open final round just because it's kind of the only thing on that father's day weekend uh now you've got all this baseball i mean honestly i i didn't even catch the highlights much less a live game uh of the nhl playoffs uh, i think tampa bay won right the lightning did, yeah uh was, which was, was their second stanley games. cup but uh yeah it's, talk it's about a weird fun. season you had dallas against tampa bay in the nhl finals in the you know in the end of September early October I mean there was no chance for that um, to get any viewership it's no wonder it's down to a 13 year low yeah and there's a lot of actually speaking of non sports TV like there's just a lot of new shows fall shows start getting ready to start up on all these different platforms I mean I did notice a lot of new ads for new shows on HBO and Showtime and Netflix so um the content is here and it's it's uh it's only gonna and a presidential election to boot. I mean, it's like oh, that's right. Yeah, we got a vice presidential debate this week. We've got two more presidential debates. Talk about uh, must-watch TV. It'll be interesting to see how that second and third debate goes. Tell me about the social media chatter that the UGA was at the lack of social distancing and, and mask wearing in Athens between yeah, the hedges. A, per- a perfect example of not being able to help ourselves out here uh. in the the in, in the perception department is. Georgia allows just over 20,000 fans into a just under 100,000 seat venue. So just over 20% of capacity. They 
mandate masks and touchless ticketing and all of that on the way in. But once those 20,000 and change got in there, they didn't have to wear masks. So national television, ESPN, primetime game, there's just a bunch of people not wearing masks sitting around like it's normal everyday life. And of course, social media starts to blow up and, and everybody starts talking about, you know, how irresponsible it is and, and yada, yada, yada. I mean, it's just, again, it's the same thing over and over again. It's no different than, um, you know, the, the chatter of uh, whether or not you're a supporter of joy rides uh, to get outside of the hospital while you're getting COVID-19 treatment like the commander in chief. I mean, everybody's got an opinion on social media and, and it, we just continue to feed the fire. Everybody gets a chance to voice their concerns, man. It's crazy. Yeah. There's a lack, definitely a lack of uh, consensus on how to get through this thing. I'm, I know my daughter said the other day, when is this COVID going to end? I'm so sick and tired of it. I mean, and you've, you've talked about the impact on, on kids and the impact on their, you know, their, their psychological, outlook and makeup. Um, and, and, you know, I, I hope that it won't have effect on kids, but I mean, I know that at our school, about half of the kids are still virtual and half are back in school. So it just is definitely had an impact in terms of the, the physical numbers of kids in seats in, in, uh, in the classroom. And, um, I know families that have decided to go through home to go homeschool. They've gone, you know, they're going to stay virtual when I expected to big number of families would come back face to face, but, um, you know, who, who knows, maybe, maybe after the holidays and the flu season, perhaps things will change, but, uh, it's a good segue to our next, uh, our next, our next topic. Did you happen to catch the first Saturday night live, uh, since, since COVID that actually happened on Saturday night, Brad? I did. Chris Rock did a good job. The star studded cast, um, yeah, they really rolled out the red carpet, man. They brought some big hitters back. Jim Carrey does his uh, his best Biden. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't, you know, Saturday Night Live is, there's some funny moments. I think the one skit where the girl did an incredible, our imitation of Drew Barrymore was fantastic. And there was a funny one about the NBA bubble where they were drafting, you know, <laughs> they were drafting uh, women that could get into the NBA bubble, mm. um, which was pretty funny. But I, I've, it's SNL has lost me a little bit, man. It's just not as uh, not as great as it once was. But it was it was good to see it go back live because that's obviously a big deal. I will, the best thing was they did the recognize the first responders. They had first responders in there. Very cool. That was their audience. Yeah, I I probably was. I guess I was probably watching a ball game or um that dad that's asleep by the time it comes on anymore because i'm just exhausted but it is it's good it's good to to have the show back and uh i'm sure that those actors are hungry to work and actually just get back up in front of people what do you make of all this nfl covid do you see some uh do you see some penalties being handed out or some suspensions or some uh some some forefooters i mean the nfl kind of dropped the the hammer today saying that they're going to be very very strict with yeah. the following protocol so i do think it'll be um there'll be a lot of penalties handed out because I don't think anybody is going to pay close enough attention to it. Um, you know, there's already been million plus dollars in fines to coaches not wearing their masks. And if you watch some of it, they're just, they're in the heat of the moment. You know, they're not worrying about any of that. Yeah. Uh, so seeing Cam, such a big name and Cam Newton test positive, seeing a game get postponed because of tests uh, it seems to be pretty much contained. And, and, and the problem I have, Andres, is these things 
being called massive outbreaks and all this kind of stuff where it, it's not what that is. It's not an outbreak. I mean, there's a few guys, which is bound to happen. You know, I mean, if 200 people that were at the Georgia game come down with COVID, that's an outbreak. But four guys on a team, two guys that aren't even playing, I, I mean, it's just, it's, co- it's what happens. It's People are going to get it. So I just hate the spin that uh, that you're seeing with this. It is what it is. I mean, I hate that saying really, but they're bound to get them. They've got it under control. Just continue. You know, take the necessary precautions and move on. Don't blow it out of proportion. Yeah, we, we would be remiss if we're going to talk so much NFL, not to mention your three-in-one Cleveland Browns. <laughs> the story of the early NFL. Um, what do you attribute the turnaround to? My fandom, Ben's fandom. <laughs> um, I will say this. I, you want to know what's um, just absolutely amazing is in between games, we, we had the perfect Sunday. Ben had two games in the morning. We came home just in time for the Browns game to start. We got home. We watched the Browns game in time for him to be back for the championship game. Awesome. Unbelievable to watch him sit there and cheer and, and go crazy like I was and even get a couple <laughs> out of him. I mean, you know, <laughs> the dog pound. It was awesome, man. It, and look, they're not the Chiefs yet. I don't have a Super Bowl ring. I'm not, you know, I don't, we don't have my homie, but uh, Baker's looking good. Nick Chubb did get hurt, which kind of broke my heart a little bit, but they still ran for almost 300 yards, which is pretty awesome. Wow. Yeah, I did see Chubb is uh, – uh... Is the injury severe or is it uh, week to week? He was having an MRI today, so I don't, I didn't see what happened. Um, but we'll have to figure out what's, uh, what's going on there. But you know, thank goodness for Cream Hunt and yeah. a couple other guys that uh, it's an MCL sprain. Gotcha. Um, so they're sending him to IR at least three weeks. Interesting. Longer. So well, there's your chub report. You heard uh, it his dad's. The Browns. Some good football in Ohio. I saw Joey Burrow got his first NFL win on the, over the weekend, and uh, the Browns, you know, beat the Cowboys. Uh, that never, I, ne- I never am gonna, you know, cry over uh, over a Cowboys loss. Sorry to all the Cowboys fans out there, but uh, no, it's good stuff. I um a little a little yeah. more NFL news for you here, and I don't yeah. know if producer Twist is this tuned in as her made up Jaguars fandom. The Jags are making some waves because, you know, one, they, they, they get, they got the first and the second round pick from the Texans who are going in the tank. So that could be a really great first round pick. And they're winning football games, except for Joey Burrow. You know, he, he shut him down. But when Mixon goes off for three touchdowns and, yeah. 50 fantasy points. I was playing him in my fantasy this weekend. That sucked. But, Ann, how are you guys feeling down there in uh, Jaguar country with all those picks you got lined up? Well, we're feeling better about those. But, yeah, Will's still pretty upset about how terrible we are. But he's at least looking forward to the draft next year. Welcome to Browns fandom. Well, Andres, I think it's time that we jump into a little cul-de-sac chat. What do you think? Meet me outside. Let's do it. All right, Andres, it's Halloween season, and we're not like Producer Twist. We're not getting dressed up and going to bars on Halloween night, you know, having fun and drinking too much. 
judging everybody's outfits. We're worried about our kids' outfits. We're worried about how we're going to trick-or-treat. And your neighborhood and my neighborhood are probably handling it, it sounds like a little differently from what I'm understanding. We're Our mothers have said all in. Like, if you're in, just turn your lights on and have the candy ready to go. Be smart about it. If you're not, turn your lights off. And, you know, we won't see it. But we have to now make it a, an HOA board discussion, which drains my patience. What's going on in your hood? I'm starting to hear the chatter uh, as to what families feel comfortable doing. We used to have, you know, a kind of a big pizza party in somebody's driveway at like five o'clock. And then, you know, at six, all the kids would kind of scatter and uh, we'd start walking around to neighborhoods as a big, huge group. You know, it'd be like 40 people. And uh, and then, you know, after an hour, people would split off. I don't see that happening uh, for sure. The pizza party part. My question is, you know, how many houses will actually be handing out candy? And <laughs> I don't know if we would be uh, considered a uh, a low risk, medium risk or high risk. I'm, I'm, I'm going off of the CDC guidelines. You know, they're they're saying no haunted houses, no parades. Um, I don't think we were going to do that anyway. We're still more in that, you know, wagon pulling the wagon phase and having to end up carrying a kid home at eight o'clock because they're so tired. So we'll see. I, I don't I don't quite know what, what what our game plan is. I intend to probably hand out candy in some in some manner. I don't know if I'll I'll do it via a shovel or or via my my garden rake or something or just put a mask on and a gloves and hand it out. I don't, I don't really know. You know, that's a good question. I mean, how many people are going to be wearing masks? How many people are going to be maskless? How many people are going to be wearing gloves? Um, you obviously can't do the old grab whatever you want out of my bucket thing. Yeah. You got to be more specific, more strategic. You know, we, again, we have to talk about it at the board, me- board meeting we have tomorrow and I'm not looking forward. Because everybody's got an opinion. Again, it's the same. It's for me. It's always the same thing. Like, can we just execute common sense, and um, and make sure that we're all, you know, we're all being smart about this. But um, man, who would have thought Halloween would be such a who one who would have thought we were here back in February and March and that Halloween was becoming an issue? But just let the kids have candy. (laughs) I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Who would have thought we'd still be talking about it? I mean, it, every every big fall tradition, which involves a crowd, is now in question. Like, if you think about Thanksgiving, I mean, how many people are going to not go to Grandma's Thanksgiving or Aunt, you know, Aunt Irma's, grad, you know, Thanksgiving? Or how many people aren't going to go see Santa this year? I mean, it's just, it, it's kind of sad. I mean, we're now entering that phase of the holiday season that kids look forward to families look forward to it's, you know, traditions. So, um, yeah. So just gear up. Cause it's, it's only the beginning of, of what we're all going to be dealing with. Well, good luck to all of you biz dads and moms out there who have to deal with this. Uh, hopefully you, uh, you get to enjoy the fun with the kids because again, that's, we need a little bit of normalcy. So good luck out there. Stay safe and comment with your kids costumes because my kids don't know what they're going to be yet i got a minecraft something kind of not sure yet and, and an unknown uh do the your kids at least have their costumes picked out 
I think we're going um, Andy Reid with the uh, the face shield and some oh, fog for fantastic. at least one of the boys. And I don't know what Frankie's going to need to start feeding Renzo a lot of like pork chops and baked potatoes. <laughs> He's going to be Andy Reid. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. That'd we'll, be a good we'll costume see. for me, though. Maybe I'll rock some Andy Reid. I think you should. Yeah. Um, I, Andrew wants me to go as Captain Underpants. <laughs> I don't think that would... Uh, bode well in the neighborhood either plus it'd probably be pretty cold you might lose your seat on the hoa board <laughs> i'd be okay with that i may actually now go as captain underpants if that's the result well that's a good cul-de-sac chat andres we'll see you around halloween jumping out of the cul-de-sac chat into a parenting 101 so flag football has been uh this thing we created with coach Amansky. you've heard me talk about it before it has been great for the kids on Saturdays because it's not taking up a weeknight for practice. We're getting out there on Saturdays, you know, 30, 45 minutes before the game starts, practicing, running around, getting going. Got a lot of great families. We're out there. Now, I will preface this Parenting 101 with the story, and uh, I will also let our other listeners know that the person that I engaged with during this Parenting 101 is an avid listener, and we're very appreciative and I will also say they are incredible friends of ours. But the, the the spirit of competition got the best of us this weekend and went right to the edge. Didn't cross it, but went right to the edge of being those parents. When um, we had a little spiff, a little exchange of words uh, during an, an, a moment in the game, you know, we were getting competitive. It was a really tight matchup. Our kids were all playing great. And there was a little incident where, you know, we one side wasn't ready and the other side ran the ball. And it was kind of like we were taking too long. And he went ahead and ran the play. And everybody got up in arms and everybody got pissed off. Ultimately, there's no better way of saying it. And um, fun was thrown out the window. And the heat of competition was, you know, out there. And everybody had something to say. Now, again, I know I know these guys and the great, great, great family. Good, you know, good friends of ours will always remain good friends of ours. But we had to get together afterwards to talk about it. And more ironic, we had to go to their house for a little gathering for their youngest daughter afterwards. So the moral of the story really boils down to don't allow the heat of the moment to negatively and long-term have long-term impact on the friendships. Because this is now the second week in a row that we've had heated uh, discussion with dads that were all really good friends. Our kids play games together, and they were just all really competitive, and that's what it boils down to. Um, the kids was, or the dads? <laughs> the dads. Well, the kids, too. I mean, really, every time you see these kids yeah. are getting frustrated with one another, and one week they're best buddies, and the next week they're you know, at each other's throats because they're all super competitive. Well, it turns out the dads can be the same way. And you just want to win, right? Because your your friends, you always want to beat your friends. You don't want anybody to have bragging rights over you. I mean, you're like that with all the guys from from Newton, right? I've yeah. seen you all. I've seen you all in action. Um, my brother and I are like it. But when you get down to it, just make sure that uh, you walk away as friends and don't let emotions go too far, because I think we all realized that um, it was the heat of the moment. And things could have gone down differently. But at the end of the day, we were friends. We lost the game. I'm still a little bitter about losing the game. 
but I'm over it. It's flag football. We're going to have fun. We're going to do it again next week. I have just said that I'm going to continue to work to make sure it doesn't fracture all these amazing friendships that we have that we've worked so hard um, to, to develop because these are pretty amazing families. And, you know, it's, it is what it is when it comes to the, the heat of the moment and the competition, but don't let it go too far and make sure you shake hands and have a beer um, afterwards and, and move on, learn from it. I'll end that by saying too, a special thanks to, you know, our listener for listening and making sure that we both were cool walking out of this thing. It was uh, handled the right way at the end, and that means a lot. And I'm looking forward to continuing a great friendship. And that's this week's Parenting 101. All right, Andres, this is a pretty good show coming off of uh, coming off of our little you know siesta. There, we took a nice break. We got back at it. It's time to give our listeners a few guests. So let's get to work on that. We promised these uh, these listeners that they don't have to listen to us all the time, but I think that was a good show. What do you think? Yeah, I mean it's uh it's it's funny. I was down uh I was down on 30A and I was having a conversation with a um I hope who will become a, a new listener of our show who was really into podcasting and you know we were comparing podcasting and I was explaining to her I never realized how much work it was to actually put together a podcast. I mean. You know, kudos to Ann and you, Brad, for putting a lot of the production work in behind the scenes. Effort, and she effort. was she was talking about how the podcast she enjoys the most are the ones, you know, where it does feel more natural and not as overly programmed, overly produced. So I was telling her about the show and telling her our backgrounds. And she was like, what's what's the business angle? What's the dad angle? You know, do you guys have guests on? And so it really made me think. I mean, there are people out there when, you know, you, you talk about podcasting who are always looking for content. So I think you're right. One of the things that, you know, is a goal of ours, I know, is to bring on more guests, is to um, get feedback from listeners about how we can improve the show. Uh, I know this is the first podcast for both of us. So, you know, I think there are ways we can constantly innovate and create new content, new segments. But uh, yeah, for the first week back after after a fall break, there's just a, there's always a lot going on, and we could always pick one topic and spend more time on it. I know our formats to cover a lot more content, but uh, yeah, it's it's good to be back on the air with you and Ann. And I say we wrap this puppy up with uh, the final four. Let's do it. And I will say, as we go into the final four, the Falcons are already down by seven. Good this enough. week's final four, your top loyalty program. Producer Twist, you're passionate about yours. What you got? Mine's obviously Chick-fil-A. I cannot believe they're just real. I know y'all say you didn't think they had such great rewards, but I have, I don't know how much y'all go there, but I have 2,054 points, and I can pretty much eat there for free for like the next month if I wanted to. All right, and I have um, 18,178 points to redeem on my Chick-fil-A app. <laughs> Are you kidding <laughs> uh, I go to Chick-fil-A a lot. Then how do you have eighteen thousand? What? <laughs> Their names are Ben and Andrew. So I'm gonna have to okay, start my points. Sorry. All right, Andres, what you got? I'm gonna be the least popular uh, business traveler in Atlanta with uh, my choice, uh, but I have been a uh, I've been a loyal Southwest 
airlines traveler uh and i know i apologize for all all of our delta yeah, employees man, and delta listeners i do love delta and you know what it'll be interesting to see what happens after covid because the reason that i fly southwest is really because of the flexibility i i started traveling with them when i didn't live in atlanta and they don't charge me for changing flights they don't charge me if i have to cancel last minute um they're not booking the middle seat till november 30 I'm not traveling anyway, so really any airline loyalty program not right now probably isn't as important. But I um but I I'm a big fan of their their you know their loyalty program. It's pretty no no fuss, no frills. Um you can give points to family members and that's important to me just because you know we live in Atlanta, we don't have any family here and uh our only family are the Oleckis when they decide to take us on vacation or invite us over for holiday. Mm-hmm. Um so getting family out here uh, on Southwest is huge. So I, I go with Southwest. It's a good one, man. Look, without Southwest Airlines, the College Football Hall of Fame doesn't get uh, built. They were a great partner. I am a big fan of the way they do their business. And um, but I but I do love uh, you know our friends here that call Atlanta home and Delta in, in the Sky Miles. Um, mine is uh, Marriott Bonvoy. I am a loyal Marriott uh, member. My my dad got me hooked on that very early in my career, and um, have just racked up all kinds of points on uh, on my Marriott Bonvoy and you know through the credit card and all that other jazz. But I love the little perks, and um, it will be interesting to your point, Andres, to see how rewards programs evolve after all this, because who in the heck knows? Um, what people are going to be looking for as it relates to the right types of loyalty rewards. So that's mine, Marriott Bonvoy. All right, number four, who you guys got? All right, let me take a crack at this one. So I am not a huge drugstore user because I think they typically have kind of convenience store prices, right? To go in and buy a, you know, a Coke, you're paying like 30% more and I'm cheap. So there is a program that CVS has called the CarePass program. And the way it works is it's 48 bucks a year. So you pay, basically you pay 50 bucks for the CarePass program. So, so follow me, Brad here. You get $10 in basically store credit every single month. It's good for 30 days. So if you do the math, you pay 50 and every month, you get 10 bucks on the house. So if you go into CVS and you know you you don't go over the top, you're basically getting, you know, free money for, you know, the entire year. So that would be another one that I would say a lot of people that do go to drugstores a lot, sometimes it's convenient because it's right down the street or you got to go, you know, whatever, buy medication last minute. We've all had kids that have been sick late night. You got to run to a drugstore and get something. So check out the CVS CarePass program. That's my number four. I like it. Four prospective sponsors for Biz Dads. What a great week, guys. Hey, look forward to your feedback. Don't forget to comment and share this. Let's get some more listeners. We appreciate you guys. That's this week's Biz Dads. We're out. We're out.